Holiday glitter could be river litter. That story and more on H2O Radio's weekly news report. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin, and it's This Week in Water. Greeting cards with glittery snowflakes and wrapping paper with sparkly stars. For many, these are decorations that brighten the holiday spirit. But shoppers at some major British retailers won't find any of that shiny stuff on products this season as concerns grow that glitter is hazardous to rivers and oceans. The move comes at a time when a study from Anglia Ruskin University details how glitter damages rivers and lakes. It can reduce the length of roots of common duckweed and lower levels of chlorophyll in the water. Glitter is a common decoration on clothing, arts and crafts, and in cosmetics, and the lead author of the study said it's a ready-made microplastic that washes down sinks, through water systems, and eventually into the ocean. The tiny sparkles consist of a plastic core which is coated with aluminum and then covered with a thin plastic layer. There have been efforts to phase out some plastic glitter by substituting biodegradable alternatives, but the researchers found that even those had about the same effect on the environment, and one actually increased the abundance of an invasive snail species. No U.S. retailers have indicated whether they'll limit the sales of glitter. Before the COVID-19 pandemic, cruise ship companies would sail their vessels for years. But in March, the U.S. issued a no-sail order that remains in place. And instead of plying the seas, many ships are being broken down for scrap. In what looks like cruise ship graveyards, dismantled steel skeletons sit side by side in Turkey, India, or Pakistan where they're cannibalized. It can take about six months to break down a ship, and a vessel that costs nearly a billion dollars to build might return only four million in scrap. Everything inside a ship must be removed from the furniture to the bathrooms, with some items being sold to businesses or collectors. Reuters reports that in Aliaga, Turkey, the ship deconstruction business is up 30% this year in the wake of the pandemic. In addition to those being dismantled in scrapyards, there are hundreds of cruise ships sitting idle at sea with no passengers. CNN reports that cruising has tentatively restarted in Europe, and new regulations are in place for a potential potential return in the U.S., but the industry still faces an uncertain future. There's new research about hydraulic fracturing or fracking, the process that injects water, sand, and chemicals into rock at high pressure to extract oil and gas. A new study from Harvard shows that radiation downwind of drilling sites can be significantly higher than normal, and that poses a potential health risk to nearby residents. Wastewater from fracking has been shown to be radioactive and can contaminate nearby waters. Now the authors say the drilling method can release radiation into the air. The research found the biggest increases in radiation levels were in states like Pennsylvania and Ohio, which have higher concentrations of naturally occurring radioactive material beneath the surface. Radiation levels were about 7% higher within 12 miles of fracking wells, and that increased when there were more wells within that area. The lead author told Reuters that further study is needed to determine whether the radiation was released during the drilling process or from storage of fracking wastewater. Old Faithful in Yellowstone National Park erupts about 20 times a day. 
but it might not be so dependable in the future as climate change brings longer, more frequent droughts and higher temperatures. According to a team of researchers led by the USGS, the geyser hasn't always erupted as frequently as it does today. They found that it quit for several decades about 800 years ago when the West was in a mega drought. Geysers form when heated groundwater escapes through cracks in the earth, but the study suggests that Old Faithful's water supply would have been cut off during that dry spell. As Earther reports, petrified wood found on the geyser's barren mound indicates that at one time there were pines there. But because the trees couldn't have withstood the heat and alkalinity of the eruptions, scientists knew something had changed. Summer temperatures could be 13 degrees hotter by the end of the century. That, and a lack of water, could lead to Old Faithful shutting down again. And finally, looking for a way to boost your kid's immune system as we enter cold and flu season, not to mention COVID-19? Well, according to a new study, to keep them healthy, just let them play in the dirt. Studies have shown that urban populations have less diverse microbiomes, the millions of bacteria and microbes that live in and on the body that are vital to everything from the immune system to metabolism and brain function. Researchers in Finland found that by switching playgrounds to be more like a forest floor, it gave children a healthier microbiome within just one month. The scientists modified an urban playground to add topsoil, turf, mosses, and shrubs like blueberries. And then they let the kids play, plant, and do nature-based crafts. Lab results from kids who spent time in the forest-like playground had more diverse skin microbes and an increase in gut microbiota than kids whose area only had gravel. Blood work also showed the forest kids had a stronger presence of anti-inflammatory proteins than their counterparts who didn't play in the dirt. The lead author of the study said microbe diversity in the top layer of the soil seemed to be critical because that's where the children were actively playing. So boosting immunity is more than simply putting down some grass and shrubs. The experiment involved only 75 kids, so more study is needed. But the authors say their work grew from previous research, which showed modern lifestyles that include processed food, antibiotic use, and exposure to urban pollutants are thought to reduce the diversity in the body's microbiome. So the lesson might be, go ahead, play dirty. That's it for This Week in Water. We'll catch you next time.